Hey, welcome to the Scattered Saints podcast. Thanks for joining us today. We have a great message from Pastor Brett Esslinger today called Restoration Hardware. We're starting our Essentials series, and it's just going to be an awesome time. So why don't you uh, turn up those headphones, turn up that car radio, or just sit back, relax, and enjoy as Pastor Brett shares a great message with us today. Hey, my name's Brett. Thanks for joining us today. It's so amazing that we get to do this, that we get to gather together. Now, we're not gathered in one place, but we're gathered under one name, the name of Jesus. And it's an honor to get to spend this time together. You know, it's, it's been a crazy time and a season for all of us. And I just got one simple question for you today. How are you doing? No, like... For real. How are you doing? For some of us, we might be tired, exhausted. For some of us, there might be this feeling of of brokenness. And you can't necessarily put your finger on it or describe it, but there's just something's not right. Others of us feel like we're hitting our our lane or our stride and we're we're just about to break free. How are you doing today. Yeah, I've been reflecting on Psalm 15. And when we look at Psalm 15, verse 2, it talks about acknowledging the truth in our hearts, that we can acknowledge the truth that's within us. What season are you in right now? I mean, I think it's, it's broad. It's, it's right across the spectrum. We're all experiencing things in different waves and and at different times. How are you doing today? In these next moments together, I want to point us towards the answer. I want to point us towards the truth. I want to point us towards life and life more abundantly. Now, we're going to use the scripture as a tool to help us navigate as we move forward into uh, these uncharted waters of of re-entry and reopening and what does life look like on the other side. But today we have to acknowledge the truth that's in our hearts. Where are you at really? What is the truth in your heart right now? You could say it this way, crisis reveals the cracks. It's not unearthing anything that wasn't already there, but all of a sudden in this season, it seems like things are just rising to the surface. It's coming to a whole new level. Crisis reveals the cracks. It begins to expose the parts of our marriage that are broken. It begins to expose the parts of our hearts that are broken. It truly begins to expose the things that are working and the things that are not working. So what is the truth of your heart right now? I want us to jump into the words of Jesus. This is the 11th chapter of the book of Matthew. We're going to start at verse 28. Then Jesus said, these are the words of Jesus. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. He says, let me teach you 
and you will find rest for your souls. Did you know that there is a difference between rest and restoration? There's a difference between taking a break, stopping your schedule, pausing, maybe, I I don't know what we do in this season, slip out to the mountains. There's a difference between pressing pause and being restored. Jesus doesn't just offer us physical rest. He says, I'm offering you, if you would let me teach you, I want to restore your soul. I want to bring a complete restoration In every area, our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. Jesus wants to bring our emotions back into alignment and equilibrium. And for some of us, he wants to bring them back all together. You might be living in a season where you just feel so numb. Jesus wants to bring restoration to your feelings. He wants you to live again and to smile again and to love again, to be excited again. You know, to be honest, he wants you to be able to be sad again. Sometimes we get stuck in this place of just being trapped and you just feel like you're in a box of just moving day by day through days that don't matter in a schedule that seems unceasing. And Jesus wants to bring rest and restoration to your soul. So why don't we think about here, Luke chapter 5, look at verse 16. It says, but Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. In other translations, the NIV, it says that Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. That Jesus went away to a quiet place, to a solitary place. He went to have open communication. Why? Because he needed rest and restoration for his soul. Why is it that we think we can keep up a never-ending, unceasing pace? And Jesus himself, all God, all man said, hold on, I need moments in time for the restoration of my soul. You know, we've, we, we've talked about so, uh, some of these ideas before, but there's this thought that before every major miracle Jesus performed, the Bible says that he was moved to compassion. I, I, I begin to wonder or question if Jesus had the capacity for compassion, if he didn't take intentional times for restoration. Maybe it feels like you don't have the ability to have compassion. Maybe it feels like you don't have the capacity in your heart, in your mind, to extend grace. Could it be because you need more than rest? You need a restoration of your soul. We're in the midst of a brand new collection of talks called Essential. What are the essential, crucial, necessary things that I need in my life? Jesus is the ultimate pattern for us, for humanity, for all of us, that we can learn to understand what it means to truly live. We live and learn to live that overwhelming, overflowing, abundant life by being directly connected to the Creator of the universe, a personal one-on-one connection. Jesus often withdrew to lonely places. 
to wilderness places. He went out in nature. He changed the scenery. He changed the setting. He went to a place where he could truly be alone so that he could connect. When was the last time you intentionally took time to connect directly with the creator of the universe and that you opened yourself up for the restoration of your soul. We're going to take some time right now. We're going to take some moments, some strategic moments for the restoration of our souls. In just a moment, our incredible team is going to lead us in some songs. Now, you might have a tendency of, of fast forwarding through worship. You know, you're watching on demand. You just want to get back to the meat. Can I be honest with you? Part of the restoration of your soul is dependent on a soul connection. You're like, I'm not much of a singer. Then create some space in this place, in this moment, to connect to the creator of the universe in a way that you have not done before. You say, ah, I'm not a music guy. You don't have to be a music guy. What I'm inviting you into is into a season of refreshing, a moment of refreshing. Why? Because Jesus changes the atmosphere. You know, my wife Desiree and I were, were uh, driving uh, back in the day, you know, right as we were uh, in the, just, we had just gotten married. And, uh, you know, we had gotten to, into a situation that you might call uh, was a minor disagreement among spouses. And so we're driving in the car. We used to have this little Hyundai Elantra. And so we're driving in the car. I'm driving. And, and we, you know, you're saying what you're saying. But you know that moment after the fight where it just goes like silent? The stillness sets in, but the tension is like palpable. And just as Desiree was about to start talking again, I did what any wise husband would do. I reached out and I turned on the radio. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to cut this off at the past. Let's, let's just, but what I didn't realize is that it was going to play the CD in the car. I mean, this just dates like, you know, the CD in the car. Uh, it starts playing the worship music that's in the car. So all of a sudden, we're like in the midst of like fighting. We're in the midst of tension and you're like wanting to be angry. And all of a sudden, it's like, I will exalt you. Just like worship music comes on. I will exalt you. I will exalt you, oh Lord our God. And so I'm like, I'm driving, but to be honest, that was my jam. And so my jam comes on and, and I, I, I'm driving and I'm trying to be angry, but all of a sudden I'm like, I'm in the midst of my gritting of my teeth and my anger and my emotions. I'm like, I will exalt you. You know, I'm just like, I can't help myself. And the music keeps playing, my hiding place, my safe refuge. And I'm just now starting like, I'm shifting from angry guy to worship guy. And I'm belting at the top of my lungs, my treasure, Lord, you are. Like, it's just like full on. But here's what gets crazy. All of a sudden, Desiree comes in with the alto harmony. It's like, I will exalt you. It's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. And you know what happened? 
in a moment, the atmosphere changed in the car because the presence of Jesus changes everything. It's not about the music. It's about the fact that Psalm 22 says that God inhabits the praises of his people, that he's there when we lift up his name. In these next few moments, we're not just singing songs. We're inviting the creator of the universe to come into our hearts, into our homes, into our cars. You might be in the cabin at the lake or away on a trip in the presence of Jesus wants to come and meet you right now. You might be somebody who is far from God. who's like, I'm just coming on because I heard that there's maybe some hope available for my house. So there's a neuroscientist at UCLA. His name is Dr. Alex Korb. And they were doing a number of tests on the brain, and they were monitoring brain activity uh, in the part of the amygdala that conducts negative emotions. And they discovered some interesting things. What they found was that negative emotions are three to nine times more powerful than any other type of emotion. So when we get caught into this spiral of negativity, when we get pulled down almost into this this spot of of what feels like maybe darkness or anger, resentment, unforgiveness, uh, those, those thoughts or emotions are more powerful. So you might even be trying to figure out like, what's a way that I can break the cycle? And it feels like you can't, you can't get out of it. Here's what they discovered. Dr. Alex Korb discovered that when they had the subject self-label or merely identify the negative emotions, that the negative emotions diminished every time, every time. It was like somebody took the air out of the balloon and just went. See, here's the incredible thing. This is not a new idea. We're in, uh, in the midst of this conversation talking about restoration of the soul. Part of the restoration of our souls is bringing our hearts into alignment. That we can actually get peace from our emotions, from the things that are happening, because oftentimes our emotions are driven by uh, external circumstances. But you can find peace and you can find restoration that's not only found in rest. And science is confirming an idea that we've known for a long time. Uh, If you've got your Bible, which I know you do, We're going to 1 Peter 5. This is verse 7. 1 Peter 5, verse 7. You're at home. You're in the car to say, if you're with me, just say, I'm with you. Come on, I can can feel it right now through that computer screen on Facebook. Come on, somebody. Uh, 1 Peter 5, verse 7. It says, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. That's the New Living Translation. The, The NIV translation says it slightly different. It says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Did you notice that? Did you pick it up? It said the word in the Bible, anxiety. And here you thought you were struggling with something that that God couldn't help you with, that you could only get a diagnosis or a prescription for, but it turns out the creator of the universe, that Jesus Christ himself has a prescription for you. He says, cast your anxiety on him being Jesus, on being the Lord, because he cares for you. You. I mean, we should maybe start at the end and work our way back. He cares for you. 
Another translation says, because he's caring for you. It's, it's a verb. It's an action word. The relationship that you can have with Jesus opens you up to a constant source of care and love. This is not a God is up in heaven and he sets it and he forgets it. No, what we're talking about is this incredible divine interaction where Jesus wants to be a part of your everyday life. You know, we have a saying that we follow Jesus one step at a time, meaning every day, in every moment, in every season, Jesus is walking with us. He wants to be a part of our lives. You might feel like you're unseen. You might feel like you're unknown. You might feel like God is a long ways away. How could he care about me? The scriptures in the book of Matthew says that he cares about even the sparrow. And he knows the number of hairs that are on our head. So how much more does he care about you? You know, the book of Ephesians describes you as God's masterpiece. He cares about you and your pain and your numbness and your emotions and your brokenness. And he cares about your anxiety and he cares about your worries and he cares about your doubts. And just because you have doubts, it doesn't mean that you have to be distant from God. He's not afraid of your questions. Jesus isn't afraid of you. He loves you and he asks you to cast your burden and your anxiety and your cares and your worries and your doubt on him. You know, the the root word, we we translate the Bible out of a number of languages. The, The original language here is Greek. And it says, cast your, in the original Greek, cast your distraction or to, to get really close to the language, it says, throw your distraction on him. Maybe you're not in an emotional on an emotional roller coaster. Maybe you've just been so distracted that you didn't realize how depleted you truly were in this season. So we throw our distractions on him because he cares for us. If we bounce back to Matthew 11, where we were, where we were earlier, it says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. There's a reason why you feel tired, depleted, exhausted, whether you knew about it or not. It's because you are carrying something that you were never intended to carry. The intent of humanity was to live in relationship with the creator of the universe, to give those things to him that we can't carry so he can carry us through. If we back it up in 1 Peter 5, we go to the verse before where we just were. It says, humble yourselves. Yeah, it says, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Hmm. Isn't that it right there? If you're looking to find restoration for your soul, you have to be willing 
to admit that you're carrying something or you're trying to accomplish something or trying to make something work that you were never intended to carry on your own. Humble yourselves, meaning Jesus, I need your help. I need you. It says, humble yourself under God's mighty hand. Think of the hand of God like the hand of a skilled surgeon who wants to come into the depths of your heart, your life, and your mind. And he wants to begin cutting away things that are not intended to be there, things that are actually taking away life. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God Mighty's hand, that he may lift you up. What we're talking about without using the words is an active conversation. If we take the discoveries that Dr. Alex Korb made and we apply it to what we're talking about, what we've learned is that when you label and you say out loud a negative emotion or a negative feeling that those negative emotions are diminished. Why? Because you're giving them away. Now think about when you layer the spiritual principle of of casting your anxieties onto the Lord, how you could not only find physical relief, but spiritual relief and restoration when you simply... Do something as simple as saying, Jesus, this is what I'm experiencing. This is what I'm wrestling with. I acknowledge that I'm not supposed to carry this and I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to let go of it. We use a spiritual word. We call it prayer. But if I had started our conversation using the word prayer, many of us would have dialed out because most of us feel guilty about our prayer lives because we maybe don't feel like we do it enough or we do it right. But what we're talking about is simply this. I'm giving my cares and my anxieties, whether I write it down in a journal or I say it with my voice, there is a spiritual principle at play that if I name it and if I label it and then I can give it to Jesus. And he wants to take it from you because he cares for you. And I acknowledge that I'm in desperate need of that help and that restoration right now. The book of Isaiah chapter 26 says, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. He wants to keep us in perfect peace if we could Trust him. I wonder if in this space and place we could acknowledge the truth in our heart right now. And the fact is, we don't fully trust Jesus. Oh, but I'm going to fix it. I'm going to take care of it. I can, I can handle that. Maybe you can But why wouldn't you want to invite Jesus into the areas of your life where you need help? He might have given you a gift, talent, strength, or ability. Just imagine what could happen if you didn't just use that gift, talent, strength, and ability on your own. Just imagine what could happen if you invited Jesus into that situation. Maybe our problem is that we have left Jesus alone for only spiritual practice, and we have maybe left him outside of uh, a work. We've kept him compartmentalized away from where we are. 
So I wonder what might happen if we could acknowledge the truth in our hearts, if we could humble ourselves before the Lord, and if we could learn to cast our anxieties and our distractions on Him because we know that we're truly loved. I wonder if we just might find restoration for our souls. Hey, my name's Seb. Thanks for joining us today for our first sermon of the Essential series. If you want to know more about who Jesus is and what he did, what he came to earth for, head over to scatteredsaints.ca slash Jesus and you can find out all about who he is and how much he loves you. Thanks for joining us today for Scattered Saints Podcast. We'll see you next week. Have a great day.